Welcome to Infinite Ritual, the podcast that explores how our daily habits lead to continuous healing and supports our inner work to living as our most authentic selves. We examine the mystical through a grounded lens, honor our connection with the earth, and ultimately raise our conscious awareness of our roles and purpose while we are here. Welcome and I'm glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another episode of Infinite Ritual. I am Kate Quinones McCarthy and today we are going to talk about staying present during difficult times or staying present through difficult emotions, why that can be so powerful, how that can also be very difficult, and even for those of us who carry very traumatic memories or um, or who are very highly sensitive, why staying present can oftentimes make us feel like we are in danger, and um, that's when it's so, so important to have tools to integrate and to be able to fall back on and use so that it's not so overwhelming when we are experiencing everything in that present moment. Um, What comes to my mind recently and why this is on top of my mind is that I myself have been flowing with so many ideas and desires that I want to carry out and create from. There are, you know, the Women's Healing Circle retreats and the certification training that I enrolled in. There's the hypnosis training that I enrolled in and I'm taking classes in. There's my current job where I want to be able to create this community garden in the city for people to have access to health and healthy food. There's just so many creations that I want to be able to call in and I can be very future oriented I get very excited and then I realize where I am now and everything that I have to do to actualize those things I can get overwhelmed and suddenly the present moment starts to lose its you know its pulp if you will I don't know why pulp came to my mind right now but I'm thinking about like orange juice and pulp (laughs) being in orange juice but like the the stuffness of the moment because you know instead of like being with my breath while I'm washing the dishes I'm just thinking about like oh my gosh let me get this done so that I can just do the next thing let me just get this next thing done so I can get to the next thing so that I can create that next thing and spend time on that thing that I want to spend time on because that's what really matters. None of this other stuff matters, you know, not washing the dishes, not making my bed, not picking out my outfit for the day. Like, let me just get through all of these things so that I can focus on that thing that I really want to do. But then when settling into those things that we really want to do after rushing through all the other things, can we even really savor it? Can we enjoy it? Or are we bringing that rushed energy even to those things that we really want to sit down to do? Or that scattered-brained thinking to what 
it is that we want to do when we sit down because we're still in the mode of, okay, what do I have to do after this? How much time do I have to do this? Um, And time is such a real factor in our lives. It's the sun rising in the morning telling us to get going. It's the sun setting at night telling us that it's time to go to rest. It's the seasons as we exit fall and move into winter, a state of hibernation, a state of internal sort of catering to what is dying, um, what is in hibernation within us. It is the accumulation of dust and things that need clearing and cleaning physically, mentally, emotionally, time does this to us and we are beings within time itself and it can feel like our body that exists here in this time and space in the present moment but our mental space is always either reaching ahead into the future or pulling us back and comparing it to our past or living in past memory. So where are we really? Our bodies are here in the present moment, but our minds are stretching between these two linear directions. Are we really here? And how can we utilize rituals as tools to help us connect back with the present moment so that We can start retraining our brain and its neuroplasticity to find centeredness in the here and now, to really savor this moment in the here and now, to be aware of what you're doing, what you're working with in this present moment. Seems like such a simple reality, but this is something that monks and Zen teachers and people from all different kinds of backgrounds teach and study because we are so prone as humans to not be present. And that's not exactly to shame or blame us either because we have so many stressors in our lives. We have so many demanding things in our lives that take us away from the present moment and that's just the insanity that our culture has built up to of this needing to constantly output and produce and in order to keep up with our needs in order to pay our rent or mortgages and bills and get you know those things that we need in order to survive takes most if not the majority of our energy leaving very little room to be creative to dream, to work with the present moment. But if we can master that survival mode, then we can start to play with um, creativity more, with the present moment more, and feel more safety within the present moment with the tools, with the rituals that we can use. Okay, so let's run it back. What exactly does that mean to use tools and rituals to be able to connect you to the present moment. Your breath can be a tool. 
and it's the most simple one that you can possibly use and it's free. (laughs) You don't have to pay anything to connect with your breath. So even right now in this moment, how is your breathing? Is it fast? Is it slow? Are you noticing the rise and fall of your chest, the beat of your heart? What happens when you attune to your breath? You're connecting with your body. And where's our body? It's in the here and now. It's in the present moment. It reminds us of this presence that we have. So the most simple tool that we can use to connect to the present moment is our breath, our life-giving breath. And just even if we could infuse that moment with gratitude, thank you for this breath. It gives me life. Thank you for the ability of me to be able to connect this present moment with my breath. As simple as that. Built over time, if you do that once a day for one minute, what can start happening to our relationship to the present moment and how can that shape and change the way we approach each thing that we do in our life. And it's as simple as that seed and as profound as that seed can contain an entire tree so the breath can connect us to the infinite potential of the present moment. Other tools that we might have as ritual we can really ritualize anything in our life. I don't want ritual to sound like this otherworldly spiritual thing that you have to try to learn and attain. You can ritualize anything in your life. The way you make tea, you know, how you have to get up, your favorite mug, and what tea do you want to use? And maybe you want to use honey, maybe you want to use lemon, maybe. You want to use some kind of sweetener. Um, You have to heat up the water on the stove. You have to, you know, there's a slow step-by-step process that you can use to connect with the present moment when you are making your tea. (laughs) If you're not a tea drinker, maybe it's when you're making your coffee. Either way, how can you even ritualize that process of um, making that drink and using that moment to connect with the present moment instead of thinking about, you know, what Joe Schmo said to you yesterday that made you so angry and why did he say that and why does that make me angry and why is this blip, 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 or, oh my gosh, there's so much that I have to do for the rest of the day. I don't have enough time. Am I going to get everything done? What about tomorrow? Did I go grocery shopping? Did I lock the front door? tapping into when you're pouring that hot water into the mug connect to your breath realize that water the power and the clarity and the cleansing that water can have thankful that you know we have access to fresh and clean water here that this is something that sustains me that I'm using this moment to sustain myself to give myself the gift of this present moment 
through my little ritual of making tea or of making coffee. Um, Cooking food, cooking yourself food can be made into a ritual instead of a burden or a chore. If we can start to see food as medicine, as what nurtures us, what gives us energy, what helps our second brain, which is our gut, connected to our chemicals in our brain, the way we think, the way that we feel, that biochemical feedback loop that the gut creates with our brain. Food as medicine. Can we, in our process of making our food, become so present with it that we start to understand that this is my medicine for today. This is my fortitude for today. And thank you. Thank you to everything that it took for this food to get here. The farmers, the laborers, the, the land, the earth. The, you, and how would that change your relationship, not only to food itself, but to seeing that bigger picture and connecting it all back to the present moment, back to when you're doing this, it's an act of self-care, self-love, or if you're doing it for others, for yourself and for others, it's the ultimate act of nurturance that can really connect us to the present moment as well. Um, And other tools and rituals to connect you to the present moment can be a variety of things in your life. What do you do with your daily habits and how can you turn those daily habits as ritual to connect you to presence, to really being within the act that you are doing? Um, whether, you know, that could be this your skincare routine in the morning or at night. It could be um, your drive to the gym, you know, instead of rushing to the light and, you know, trying to get there at a certain time. How can you even use the act of driving as being a ritual to connect to the present moment, looking at the lives around you, realizing how connect interconnected we all really are in our mental scape of always thinking we're alone and trapped in our own little box of a car in our own little lives, all kind of thinking in the same way and how funny that is. How can we ritualize our acts to connect to the present moment, turning our daily habits into ritual. That's kind of my ultimate vision and passion for what infinite ritual means. It means that everything in our life is consistently fluctuating, but that time, as infinite as it is, the present moment, as infinite as it can feel, rituals as infinite as they can be, all we have is now. All we have is the present moment and our perception of it. Are we perceiving the present moment from our lens of the past? Are we perceiving our present moment as um, a nuisance to blocking our future actions? It's all very important and really interesting when you start to play with it. Um, In a lot of Zen Buddhists monasteries, what they do, and one that I followed for a long time and still do, Thich Nhat Hanh, they'll use a bell throughout the day to 
stop everything that you're doing and to just come back to presence as a reminder. And that bell is a reminder of if you haven't been present, because when you hear it, you think, oh, okay, where were my thoughts just now? Was, was I consumed by past thinking, future thinking, or was I here and immersed in what I was doing? That bell serves as a reminder to come back if you have been, or as a way to be like, oh, I have been connected to presence. I am here. Here I am, you know? Um, and I love that. Another story that was told in a training I did a long time ago, not a long time ago, over the pandemic with the New York Zen Center. Um, one of the teachers told this amazing story about the power of perception and the present moment. And it was kind of funny. He said he was sitting on a bench at a park during one of these meditative, more silent retreats. And it was overlooking this beautiful pond and it's like sunset and he would go every evening to watch the sunset because every evening he said that there were these two beautiful ducks sitting in the pond together at the same time during sunset every evening and he would sit and watch these gorgeous ducks and he would think about how amazing it is to watch them together and their love story they look like a little love story and started creating all of these stories about these ducks in his mind and what it means and the connection to life that it has. And, um, until at the end of the silent retreat, when someone came up and sat down next to him on his bench when he was there and it was his, his teacher who asked him, um, you know, why do you come to look at these ducks every evening? And he says, Oh, you know, they're beautiful. They remind me of the cycle of life and love and connection and presence and, then it reminded me of my parents and this and that. And the teacher goes, you know that those are styrofoam ducks, right? They're not real. And it was such a mind-blowing moment for the teacher, <laughs> for uh, the one who sat with the ducks every evening. Because he's like, wow, oh my gosh, these are fake ducks that I was creating all of these stories around. Here I am thinking I'm being so present and in the moment and, and appreciative, but sometimes we project still our stories into what we're perceiving and what in our lives, in our lives, might potentially be styrofoam ducks that we think are real ducks. And what does that mean? It's like, um, if I'm looking at this glass of water in front of me, then I can see it for what it is. I can see that it's water. I can see that it came from a filtration system underground, from pipes, from etc. right? It's a living, breathing thing. Um, <clears throat> but am I projecting my past stories onto that water of that time that I was in swimming class that I hate it and I hate it water in that swimming class and there's... I think I'm stretching with this analogy a little bit, but it's the idea that we can project anything onto what we perceive and believe it to be real. Um, and are we aware of those projections and those perceptions? Because then it greatly distorts the present moment 
and maybe we're not really seeing it for just the plain reality of what it is if we're living inside of what we're projecting onto what we perceive so yeah what are what are your styrofoam ducks what in your life could you be projecting onto the present moment thinking that it's real but maybe it's not that was a long-winded way of trying to get to that analogy but I hope it stuck something into your thinking um and you know what that all comes back to is this other quote that the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step when we're being future oriented with everything that we want to do and everything that we want to create how easy can it be to be so overwhelmed by the thousand steps instead of the power of the single step that we can take right now what can we do to just inch forward just a little bit just today using the present moment and your tools to connect with really being in that single step instead of thinking about all the steps you took before and all the steps that you still have to take ahead of you so when it comes to this winter season coming up when things do tend to slow down and when we might be faced with some difficulty because this is a time of also holidays that can be very triggering for people around this time whether you're with chosen family nuclear family or it's a reminder of what has been lost or um there can be a lot of fluctuating emotions triggers etc how can we stay present through it how can we enter it mindfully and how can we use our rituals as tools to reconnect with ourselves through that difficulty and really stay with it you know really stay with it this is how we train our neuroplastic brain to think and be in in deeper more connected more aware more grounded more just safe um because it'll bring us back to feeling safe in our body if we can really be present through these these perhaps difficult times coming up you know winter can make us feel really isolated and then the holidays can trigger a lot and i would just gently encourage you to enter any of those emotions that come up in your body just gently go down and into them and feel them but if you start to notice your mental story the styrofoam ducks popping up thoughts of extreme fear or anxiousness when you enter into those difficult emotions just come back okay those are my styrofoam ducks i can come back i can come back i can come back this is just fear this is just anxiety this is just a trigger for me i can come back breathe put one hand over your heart one hand on your belly maybe and just feel and come back um but just that gentle going down into those emotions realizing the thoughts and where they're taking you coming back gently that practice can greatly shift 
our relationship to ourselves, to other people, to the present moment, to way, to the way we show up, to what we're doing in the present moment. And it's just a fascinating journey. So I leave us with those thoughts and I leave you with, is the present moment as bad or as cumbersome or as um, unimportant as you're really perceiving it? And can you connect to the magic of presence? Let me know. Let me know how that goes for you. Um, I will be introducing next week, if all goes according to plan, new methods of this podcast. I would like to bring in some guests to interview so I'm really excited to get those lined up and I'll have an inner mix now of some solo episodes like this and bringing in some guests to stimulate some conversation as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And if anything resonated with you, first of all, I would love it to be a conversation. Send me a DM on Instagram, infinite.ritual. Leave a comment if you're on YouTube. Leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, you know, anything really helps. Share this with a friend. This is building a community from the ground up. And I'm just happy to be doing it day by day. So thanks. <laughs>